Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show On The Mark. We last spoke 22 and a half hours ago. Uh, we enjoyed your opinion then, and we'd love your opinion now. If you got cut short yesterday, we kind of jammed in a lot of telephone calls near the end of the show. Call back now, 1-800-795-9565, and finish your sentence, 1-800-795-9565. Well, they could finish their entire thought if you wanted to be generous. Or if you <laughs> you think this is punishment, you have to listen to this particular show. Well, today you can, for 90 minutes, you get to finish your sentence here and then go on to the rest of your day. Some people believe listening to this show is like a sentence. Ah, that's <laughs> what I'm alluding to. On the market sponsor, but the well, that was a nice alludation. <laughs> I don't think that's a word, but something you allude to. I think to. that's a ludicrous. The act of alluding reference. would be an alludation, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, I think you're rather <laughs> alluditious being able to come up with these <laughs> remarks. On the market sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, <laughs> as opposed to a pie, which Joe says peanut butter pie is a delicious no, pie. No, it is if you can get them, but you can't get them anymore. Well, you must be somebody. Heimbach's probably has them. Nobody made them like Dan. All right. Dan Roswell, <laughs> as they say in Monty Python, he's not dead yet, so he may make more may pies. May make more pies, right. On the market sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line now wide open. Call us now, 1-800-795-9565. You got any remarks about the presidential election or the race or President Obama was in Philadelphia yesterday? Taking uh, credit for the Trump economy. I loved it. It just made my day. Oh, is that what he did? Yes, he did. Okay. Uh, he president inherited it. What the president inherited wasn't a great booming economy. Really? Remember, if you remember... I guess I live in a cave. Mr. Obama said that we could expect no more than 1% or 2% growth anymore and that bringing jobs back would require a magic wand. When did he say that? That Russia wasn't our enemy and the when 80s did he say called that? and want their, their uh, foreign policy back. When did he say that? Uh, at various times. No, I think it was all said very, very early on in his administration. Well, we go back to quote things that Trump said back when he was running. Why? So <laughs> is that not fair? I guess so. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, President Obama was terrible and the economy was tanking when Trump took over. You have well, a President Obama view on got, things. President Obama got us out of a hole. But, you know, it would just kill him to admit that he got, only took us so far because of his principles and the things he believed. And the President Trump had to come in. I mean, President Obama didn't roll back any regulations. He created thousands of new ones. Oh, my gosh. Joe's got President his... Trump rolled them back and let people go to work again. Joe's got his fox-colored glasses on again, no, plus his I ear don't. funnels. <laughs> so give, him a, give us a buzz and set us straight. Uh, the truth has taken a beating this morning. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We'd love your opinion. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. If you're a Text Connect member, just reply to a previous message or text us up a new one at uh, WDKOK. We would just love to hear from you today. So what did President Obama have to say worthy of note 
Well, let's see. We'll scroll down here and uh, check this out. Uh, President Obama speaking at Citizens Bank Park in a parking lot. Excellent <laughs> place, excellent venue for for, for a drive-through. <laughs> uh, said uh, really, all those deaths from the pandemic could have been avoided if they had just used the Obama administration's playbook. Oh, okay. This pandemic would have been challenging for any president, but this idea that somehow this White House has done anything but completely screw this up is just not true. I'll give you a, a very specific example. Korea identified its first case at the same time that the United States did. At the same time, their per capita death toll is just 1.3 percent of what ours is. In Canada, it's just 39 percent of what ours is. Other countries are still struggling with the pandemic, but they're not doing as bad as we are because they've got a government that's actually been paying attention. And that means lives lost. And that means an economy that doesn't work. And just yesterday, when asked if he'd do anything differently, Trump said, not much. Really? Not much? Nothing you can think of that could have helped some people keep their loved ones alive. So Joe's not going to screw up testing. He's not going to call scientists idiots. He's not going to host a super spreader event at the White House. All right, so. You know, I, I love it. He says that we left them a playbook. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't mention what it says and what the playbook says they would have done Joe, differently to save all these lives. These are partisan co- campaign remarks. So they're well, not come on. To He's be. saying he had a playbook and we knew how to deal with it. We were ready. Doesn't but he won't say what the president did that was not in that playbook. Just says the president screwed it up and he, that Joe isn't going to call anybody an idiot. He says later about his specific mistakes. He has, you just have to listen to the whole thing. Very interesting remarks by President Obama. And, you know, it is as Joe is uh, eager to point out, it is all partisan hackery. I don't want to call it hackery. lies. What do you what do you say? Something it's being that's a political hack. Or if, well, or it's what's just, something that's half true? It's half true. Well, it, it's it's your partisan perspective changes the way you see things, oh, so sure. that you don't see things in the that's same. That's called way. having blinders on. Okay, well that's <laughs> it. It's full of blinder remarks, but very interesting. And of course, the president continues to be a pretty decent orator. So hey, there was a lot of honking at that speech. Yeah, well. I, <laughs> City, everybody sitting in their cars wearing their masks, I assume. All right. Uh, 1-800-795-9565. we got open phones. We're going to hear two more excerpts, one of which is President Obama on PBS earlier this year. We'll hear that when we're coming out of the break. And uh, then we have another excerpt of him uh, talking about the president not paying very many taxes uh, lately. So we'll be talking about that uh, shortly. And he knows this how? We are setting the table, folks, so now you have the President Obama meal in front of you. Please partake, enjoy. I'm afraid it doesn't look very tasty to me. Respond. (laughs) With nausea, right? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. I had breakfast at the Obama (laughs) breakfast plate on On the Mark, and it wasn't too good. We're going to have to change the name to On the Plate. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Jack dialed that number only a short moment ago, and now he's on the radio. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Yep, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Turn your radio, Jack. Turn your radio down. Uh, The radio is off. I just blame it. (laughs) Knocking. Is this better? That's better. Much better. Go ahead. I had my speakerphone on. I apologize. Uh, It's obvious, Joe. You've swallowed the uh, 
Trump Kool-Aid. Uh, there are many areas I'd like to talk to you about, but uh, let's start off with Trump's attacks on our democracy. Okay. And the great fear many of us have that these attacks will continue if he gets a second term. Do you agree with Trump that the Second Amendment gives him the right to do anything he wants to do? The Second Amendment? No. <laughs> second yes. Amendment's gun control. Among other things. <laughs> Among other things. No, no, that's a, that's not the Second Amendment. That's the Second... Uh, the Second Amendment. Oh, that's one me. of the oh, elements. Article, excuse me, I, I didn't speak. I, the Article 2 under the Constitution. Okay. It enumerates the powers of the president. Right. He misspoke earlier this year. Yeah. You, you want my he, opinion? He I think the president has limited powers. He doesn't have unlimited powers. However, every well, he president... Says he has unlimited well, powers. Well, let, let me finish my... So you asked me, let me finish it. Every president has taken a slightly different view of what they can and cannot do. And I don't think it's outside the realm of reasonability to say that a president, if he wants to achieve something and somebody's in his way, he's going to find some way to do it. He's going to find some claim of constitutional ability to do what he wants to do. And it can be challenged in the courts. I don't blame any president for trying to define the limits of their authority and their power. I don't blame President Trump for that. I wouldn't blame President Obama for it when he issued all those executive orders. Okay. Uh, how about congressional oversight? The Congress he hasn't... The president, he's the first president. Uh, he, he totally rejected the subpoenas. If you take Colonel Vindman, do you think the unceremonious firing of Colonel Vindman because he followed his constitutional duties and testified a, before a valid congressional subpoena if i serve at the pleasure if i serve at the pleasure of somebody and i displease them i would expect to be gone so colonel you, colonel vindman didn't have any follow his constitutional duty well, what constitutional duty does a president have to keep someone employed no, who disagrees with him what well, well, okay he got a valid subpoena from congress who vindman yes okay and did he testify yes so what's the issue? He got fired. Well, but that's what I said. He serves at the pleasure of somebody. If he displeases them, he's gone. That's and the he, way the world and works. He got pushed out of the army then. His career. Well, that was his choice to resign. But they probably told him he wasn't going to go any further. I think a lot of people in the army thought he was being t way too political. By testifying to what he knew. All right, what else you got, Jack? You got a lot. Of, you got a lot of ammunition after the past three years. Pull up something else. From, oh, oh, there. Well, I mean, I could go on with this. But how about uh, denial of climate change, Joe? Is that real or is that fake, as Trump says? Okay, uh, I think that there are certainly impacts man has on the climate. Whether they're cyclical or whether they are irrevocable, that's a question for debate. And there are people come down on yeah, each side of that issue. That is a question for debate today in, in the scientific community. Well, that's not true. I know some scientists who don't believe it. Yeah. We've had them on the air here. We've had them on the air. Uh, well, let's just say there are always outliers and everything. <laughs> but the overwhelming evidence of climate change is before us. There's a reason they call them flat earthers. Every national, <laughs> every national academy of science in the world, the Republican Party in the United States is the only political, significant political party throughout the world who denies climate change. 
Okay, well, I don't deny it. I just am not convinced that it's the absolute horror that some people on the left like to portray it. Well, you're not involved, obviously, in the California fires or the Australian fires. You're not involved with the coastal flooding along uh, Louisiana and the southern border of this country. These are all effects True. of climate change. Are in they? the last 20 years, the number of disastrous weather events, let's say, has doubled. That's evidence. The, the CO2 levels in the, in the atmosphere, and they've gone back hundreds of thousands of years, uh, is higher than it's been. Uh, we know that greenhouse gases are what, what, what controls the temperature, well, one of the factors that controls the temperature of the Earth. Yes, over the centuries there have been variations, but the, the natural causes have all been looked at, and actually we should be cooling if you just look at the natural events, such as the shape of our, our orbit around the sun and so forth. Well, just so remember that. Changes. Just remember, though, Jack. A few years ago, we were all being told the ozone layer was going to disappear. We we're all going to die of skin cancer, and the holes closed well, up. Actually, see, Joe, there the world acted. The world didn't deny it. Uh, I think, if I have my memory correct, the Montreal Accords, which Reagan and Thatcher pushed. So yeah, we did. There we did act as a world to re get rid of those. Uh, refrigerants that caused the depletion of the ozone level. So, yes, we did act then. And we're acting today. We're taking on some things that are reasonable. But I think when you boil, when you boil it down, if we have to make a determination between people being able to make a living and the economy going forward and doing some of the draconian items recommended okay. in the Green New Deal, it just doesn't make sense. Well, you see there, Joe, you, you, you're speaking a right-wing line that's not based <laughs> in fact. It's not a question of whether there are jobs. It's what those jobs are doing. We, we will suffer tremendous economic loss. Think of the economic loss which has occurred because of those floods and those fires. Those will magnify greatly by, you know, jobs, whether it's a job in the oil industry or a job in the clean energy industry. But, Jack, the, the worst of those fires came from a, a baby uh, reveal party with a, py a pyrotechnic that set the forest on fire. That's hardly climate change. That, that may have been one of the fires. It's why the fire burns the way it did. And many of those fires were caused by dry lightning. And many of them were exacerbated by the fact that California doesn't do the controlled burns that everybody in the forestry industry recommends from time to time. Well, Joe, who owns most oh, man, of that land burned? Jack, we got another caller coming in, so... Uh, <laughs> uh, it, I've got to go back to drinking my Kool-Aid, Jack, but thanks for challenging me. Oh, he's got his Fox <laughs> okay, glasses well. on and his Fox funnels, so... <laughs> thanks for calling. Yep. Take yeah, care. thank you so, so much, long. Jack. Appreciate that. Yeah, nice try, Jack. Uh, you cannot convince Joe about reality. It just doesn't work. All right, we're going to take a quickie <laughs> break. We've got a caller coming in. Uh, we got uh, two texts from the same individual and an email from a third individual that we can read on the radio. And another call coming in. And, oh, good, maybe the caller will read some of the texts for us. That'll, that'll help. Joe, you see that jumble? All of those are just two texts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll probably have that the, will be uh, a challenge. the author read them to us. 
us, that would be the way to go. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number, 1-800-795-9565. We will be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. For those folks who've lost their job right now because a plant went down to Mexico, you know, that isn't going to make you feel better. And so what we have to do is to make sure that folks are trained for the jobs that are coming in now because some of those jobs of the past are just not going to come back. And when somebody says, like the person you just mentioned, who I'm not going to advertise for, that he's going to bring all these jobs back. Well, how exactly are you going to do that? What are you going to do? There's, the, there's no answer to it. He just says, well, I'm going, I'm going to negotiate a better deal. Well, how, what, how exactly are you going to negotiate that? What magic wand do you have? And usually the answer is he doesn't have an answer. I rest my case. You couldn't have been more wrong about the jobs and the economy that the president brought back. You know, and just to blindly go ahead with the assertion that he inherited this wonderful, booming economy is so absurd that uh, I think someone is drinking Kool-Aid, but it ain't me. What's the facts related to the economy? Look at the, look at the jobs the president brought back. He put pressure on China to, you know, buy more of our products. He's done, I think, a wonderful job on the economy, and it's not his fault the pandemic, you know, knocked it down a peg or two, but look how it's bouncing back. The unemployment rate's down now into single digits again, what, 7% the last time? What flavors your Kool-Aid? <laughs> All right, 1-800-7. Grape, I like grape. Uh, okay, there we go. Do you really? No. All right, Stan, you're on the mark. Uh, first of all, tell Good us what's... Good morning. The, the texts are jumbled, so please uh, tell us what you They you're are. Saying. Yes, if you don't mind. <laughs> well, let's see. Jack was complaining about subpoenas with uh, that Trump wasn't allowing people to you know, honor subpoenas from the Congress, but I do recall that during the Obama administration when Fast and Furious was on the docket in the Congress and uh, DOG was issued subpoenas for information, they refused to give that information. So, it goes both ways. You know, there's some executive privilege on in some of that, and that's for the lawyers to determine, not me and not Jack. But it happens both on both sides. So to say that Trump is destroying democracy because of it, sorry, besides we don't live in a democracy, we live in a representative republic. Yes, I'm always amazed at how many people confuse that. Uh, if you look on the map, a lot of them stopped at the Canadian border, and I don't understand that. You know, the Canadians have a lot of woods up in their area, too, and they would be getting the same weather that we would be, for the more or less. 
But a lot of those fires were set by arsonists. They caught a lot of them. So, you know, it wasn't caused by global warming. Global warming didn't light up a match and throw it in a, in a dry forest. Do you think arsonists that, did. Do you think that the wildfires, uh, the susceptibility to them has changed because of climate change? No, because fires have been going on for eons. No, but do you think there's the susceptib- always been fires out in the west? No, no, I didn't ask if we've ever had a fire before. I said, do you think the susceptibility to wildfires has changed because of the climate warming? No, the susceptibility to wildfires has changed because of the failure of most of those western states to take care of forest management. They don't go in and cut fire breaks because the environmentalists say we can't disturb the forest. So. What happens? You get lots of dry tinder in the forest, and when somebody throws a match in it, as an arsonist, you got lots of fuel there to burn. So we got to hire somebody with a rake, <clears throat> in other words, to rake up the leaves in the woods. No, but I think they do control <clears throat> burns in many places to keep the forest from erupting in devastating fires. Gotcha. And this is right. who, who's in charge of the Bureau of Forestry? Oh, no, 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 the clown, it's, it's I think, in, in California. California won't let anybody in the forest. Now, you're right. If there's national forest, the uh, Department of Forestry, whatever it's called, I think that's what comes under the Agriculture Department. U.S. Wildlife Service. Should be Service. in there doing it. Okay. I'm not sure if they are, well, but a lot of it happened on state ground. All right, next topic. Oh, <laughs> well, the magic wand? Well, gee, you know, Obama must have lost it because, and Trump found it, you know, because he's the one that brought the jobs back. It sure wasn't Obama. He's the one that said it would never happen. Isn't that what the, that clip just said? Yep. It was not, yeah. not going to happen. So, you know, and so Obama claiming credit for stuff, well, that's typical Democrat, you know, in Washington, oh, oh, yeah. D.C. <laughs> yes, you it's, know, they, they it's a Washington. And, uh, I think it's a Washington issue. I don't think it's just the Democrats. <laughs> Well, that may be, but, you know, and and as far as, you know, what the Democrats have been doing lately, you know, all this stuff about Mr. Biden and his son are going, is going to be out there, and it's out there now, if people are willing to take a look at it, and there's some really nasty stuff out there that was found on Hunter's laptop. That is very criminal. Besides the, besides the corruption and, 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 uh, Money laundering that they're doing. There's some other things. Well, not only that, that but really you know, bad. you know the uh, the Democrats or the people on the left just loved the National <laughs> Intelligence Agency when President Trump said he disagreed with them. Now I don't think they're so happy because yesterday the director of National Intelligence, John Ratcliffe, said that Hunter Biden's laptop is not some part of a Russian disinformation campaign, despite Adam Schiff's ridiculous assertion that it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard something on another station. After I listened to you guys, the guy laid it out there pretty plain. It had to have been pretty amazing for the Russians, you know, three, four, five, six years ago, whenever those emails were in the 2015, 2014, to put these emails on Hunter Biden's laptop that he took to a computer repairman, signed the paperwork that he was going to pay this guy, whatever it was, to repair his computer, signed it, saying that he would come back and pick it up within 90 days. And he never did. That's why the guy owns it, and that's why the stuff got released. 
So it would be pretty impressive for the Russians to be able to force, you know, foreplan all that stuff just so that they could accuse Biden of being a crook. All right, we pretty gotta, amazing. We got to take another. It is amazing. We have to take another call, but uh, yeah, we we have to take another call. That's all there is to it. Thank you so much, Stan. <laughs> Thanks, Stan. Right. Appreciate the call. Yeah, good good remarks. All we appreciate that, Joseph. You're on the mark. Yes. Good morning, gentlemen. Well, I, I have a question. Uh, Listen to the first call. I think it was about global warming. My question is, uh, if you listen to the scientists, they say that, I guess it was below, around the Mason-Dixon line, uh, how many billion, million years ago, that we were covered with ice. Am I right? There was an ice age, yes. Ice age, okay. Now, when that ice started to melt, there was global warming, of course. And it had to be dramatic because look where the glaciers wound up and stuff, you know what I mean. And now I know the glaciers are melting. Uh, I've seen aerial photos of it 10 years ago and today. I understand that. But uh, it must have really been a global warm-up back then to melt all that ice, say, from I don't know how low they say it was here. I, I think it was around the Mason-Dixon line or something like that. But <laughs> uh, And the Earth is still here. You know, what would, and there wasn't people back then to, to create all this carbon in the air and, and pollution and stuff. Uh, you know what I'm saying here? Well, you know, they, uh, they also attribute it to cows or bovine uh, gas, methane gas. Can you imagine how much a dinosaur would have produced? Yeah, well, you got a point there. And the big <laughs> herds of buffalo, they were farting all the time. Right. You know? <laughs> That's one way to put it. So do you, do you think our built-out world, our man-made world, our cows, you do not believe that they are contributing to our warming planet? Absolutely not. Okay. Gotcha. No. But another thing, I know in the scriptures it says in Luke that in the last days it says the seas and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for looking on those things that are coming upon the earth. We're not going to so be able to have time. to be drastic <laughs> climate change. We're not going to have the rest of the time for the scripture. Sorry, we ran out of time on this right, segment. We'll, we'll, we'll be Joseph, back. We'll put Joseph on hold. We'll catch that ASAP after the top of the hour. You are listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News Time. It is 9 a.m. for CBS, then local news, then uh, hopefully Joseph will call back. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. A question came up during the break. Has anyone lost a friend because of their political views? Uh, Joe is perfectly willing to defend the current administration, although I probably deep down he doesn't feel as strongly as uh, he's being asked to defend them Oh, yes, here. I do. Uh, and likewise... When it comes to policy, I certainly do. I defend, and I s- voted for Joe Biden. I already mailed in my ballot. Oh. And I haven't got 
gotten the acknowledgement yet. But you voted should. for Joe Biden. Yep. Oh. So the question is, have we lost friends? I have a hunting buddy who will not sit anywhere well, near tell me. Tell the at management the I will no longer do this show with you as of tomorrow morning. <laughs> I'm not coming in tomorrow, and then you can't make me. You're not scheduled to come <laughs> oh, in tomorrow. Never mind. <laughs> you have a retirement length and three day weekend. Weekend, right. All right. So has anyone lost a friend because of their political views? I, that's an interesting question. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. You can email us at on the market WKOK.com or text us at seven zero two three six. I think the answer to your question is if you respect other people's views, even if you disagree with them, you don't lose them as a friend. But what if they post something terrible? Well, I've had I've had friends who do that. I don't unfriend them because of it. You okay. know, I have a lot of friends who are on the left and they post some things that really I find offensive and I wouldn't post a counterpoint to it and I don't respond. Mm-hmm. You know, I respect they have the right to their opinions. And, you know, one of my friends, um, just constantly, every other day, it's something, anything you can find negative about President Trump, anything positive about Joe Biden, he posts it. And that's fine. That's his right. This is a free country. But what about one of my friends has a his icon, you know, your uh, picture on Facebook is, Governor Wolf is an idiot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think Governor Wolf is an idiot. Well, I don't think so either. I'm just saying, but uh, would you unfriend somebody on social media if, no, if they had that opinion? Because I realize many people do think Governor Wolf is an idiot. I'm not so it's one just of another closely held opinion, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there are people who think President Trump's a crook. There are people who think Joe Biden's a crook. I think we've, uh, we've thrown all these names into a hat and come up with about the two worst people to run for this office we've had. And I'm speaking only of President Trump personally. I'm speaking of Joe Biden, not personally, but policy-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, we've come up with the two worst choices we could get. <laughs> but I think if, if I could take Joe Biden's temperament and put it with President Trump's policies, I'd be a happy voter. Yeah, if we get them to work together. Well, and I no, think... No, I mean if we could put some put positive personal traits together... Blend up, make a human. ...with the right kind of right. political well, choices. Right, with Kamala's brains. Boy, we'd have a, a real person. Oh, you're talking about the Harris-Biden uh, ticket, huh? Right, and the... Uh, no, <laughs> That's it's, who we're it's, really... It's who you really Kamala voted Biden. for. You voted for her for president. Kamala Biden. Because Joe's up there. It's the Kamala Biden ticket smushed together with Pence's uh, um, what, what, morals and values and faith and so on. You'd well, have that would be a nice individual. That would be a nice, yes. All right, so. We had him once. His name was Ronald Reagan. Oh, okay. Now I have I to stand that, up. Did Ron have the same faith as Mike Pence? I don't think he was as outgoing with it, but he did. You okay. know, he he, he, he inspired us. Every time we had a disaster, you could always count on President Reagan to say the right thing. He was a great communicator. And he actually left office more popular than he was when he came in. Was he the best communicator we've had in the White House in I don't modern I think we've times? ever had a better one. Okay. Are you 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Joe's going to sit down now. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please uh, check them out, sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Uh, people have done all of these things, so we're going to read the text and the emails and take 
take the call momentarily. Sunbury police say Wednesday night's robbery of a gas station in Sunbury led to what a man says was his attempt at suicide by cop. Sunbury police chief Brad Hare tells us 42-year-old Jamie Giffen, who is homeless but staying in the Sunbury area, used a toy gun to rob a gas station on 2nd Street, then fled toward the Susquehanna River. He was soon confronted by responding state troopers, and upon being shocked with an electronic device, he pulled out what turned out to be a toy gun. Uh, Giffen was shot at by a trooper. The bullet hit something in his backpack, uh, Giffen's backpack, and Giffen was uninjured. Harris says Giffen told them he was attempting suicide by cop, a reference to individuals who confront law enforcement officers hoping police will respond with deadly force. Giffen was taken to Northumberland County Prison on an outstanding arrest warrant and is jailed. He'll face arraignment on robbery and other charges uh, today. A lot of Snyder County residents are voting by mail or absentee ballots and taking them directly to the drop-off window at the Snyder County Courthouse. They walk up, they ring their bell, they hand us their ballot and we ask them, is this your ballot? And we accept the ballot and they stamp it in. That is the Snyder County Director of Elections, Debbie Bilger, says the county then verifies the voters uh, that they properly dated the envelope, uh, completely filled out the name address, and signed it. That's how we do verification these days is with signatures. She says a frequently asked question among voters is, uh, even though I haven't received my mail-in ballot or an absentee ballot, can I vote today? And the answer is yes. They may come in and fill out an application. We can complete that application and process the ballot. They can vote today and hand the ballot back to me. It's actually the mail-in and absentees that they can vote. It's just that they are skipping the process of sending it through the United States Postal Service. Bilger says the deadline to apply for a mail-in ballot or absentee ballot is October 27th. The drop-off window at the courthouse will be open on the November 3rd election day as well as 7 a.m. to 8, uh, 7 to 8 p.m. that day. And if you so choose, you can actually go to a polling place and cast a ballot at that location if you're registered. Sounds like that interview was done in the middle of traffic. Uh, it was done out front <laughs> of the courthouse. Yeah, okay. that's where she does her interview. A lot of traffic out there. Right. Well, yeah, what is that, uh, 104 at that particular spot? The Chicago School District is reporting its second positive COVID-19 case this week. Oh, 522, 522. Thank you. Sorry. I shouldn't be allowed to. I'm not good at navigation. The Chicago School District is reporting a second positive COVID-19 case this week and fourth case overall. Superintendent Dr. Jason Bendel says a positive case reported at Oakland Elementary School. The school is open and contact tracing is underway. The Valley surge in COVID-19 cases appears to be tapering off. Northumberland County has just one more COVID-19 death. Boy, that's a weird sentence to say. Just one person died yesterday. Uh, but uh, normally there are considerably more, uh, and uh, there are only 16 new coronavirus uh, cases around here. We've had case counts in the 60s on previous uh, days. All those numbers at WKOK.com. Are you reading more? Uh, no, that's it for okay. the, that, sir. Just some I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you if well, hold uh, on one of the things we didn't hear. Well, I don't. it wasn't a story. I don't know if it was on the news. Uh, and I, I forgot somebody had texted me about it. Iran and Russia supposedly now interfering with our election process. Iran sending out two people in Pennsylvania, apparently, notes threatening them that if they don't vote for President Trump, they will wind up, um, you know, being 
I guess their houses burned down or something. Okay. It's a rather clever way to influence people to vote against the president. All right. Continuing now with local news, top intelligence okay. officials in Washington announced Wednesday that Iran and Russia have taken actions to try to compromise U.S. elections, including those in Pennsylvania, and they also obtained some voter registration data here. You can tell this is a print version right. here. Right. Oh, Director of National Intelligence John Radcliffe told reporters at a last-minute announcement that Iran had sent spoof emails across the country to individuals, including some in western Pennsylvania. He suggested that uh, there has been reporting on the emails. He said the Proud Boys, uh, which to whom the emails are attributed, were not the senders. They actually were generated in Russia and Iran as part of an effort to influence Pennsylvania and the national election, obviously. Now, that would irritate them. If you got that, what would you think? Well, the Proud Boys aren't going to intimidate me. I'm voting for Joe Biden. I would return, put, a, put on a return to sender and say, come on, let's <laughs> okay. go. Stan and I know why the, whoever wants to come to oh, our house gosh. can do so. I didn't realize we had th- three calls, two in, one coming. So. All right. Uh, President Barack Obama, well, I think we've covered that adequately. Yes, uh, Senator Toomey announced officially yesterday, as though there was any doubt, he will be supporting Judge Amy Coney Barrett. He got a chance to meet her yesterday. A man is accused of voter fraud in Luzerne County. So you've been talking about election fraud by the Democrats. Here you go. Detectives say Robert Lynn of 40 Fort forged his mother's signature on an absentee ballot. Lynn's a registered Republican. Oh, I thought it was Democrats doing this. Well, you guys, you just keep talking about election fraud and the Democrats are killing us. So, All right, that's the latest. Eric's on the mark. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, Mark, you were partially right. Uh, the courthouse actually sits kind of on the, the corner of 104 and 522. So your sense of direction, which I find is usually a little bit better than Joe's, is okay as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> like, Here we go. So, and all, all kidding aside, I tried to keep it positive today. We're preparing for the last uh, presidential debate. Joe, are you planning on staying up and listening to all of it? Nope, not a bit. I'm going to DVR it and watch it tomorrow. Okay. okay. Keep in mind, you I don't have to, I don't have to be here tomorrow, so I don't have okay, to be so as up can, on we it. We can chat about that Monday when you're back, right? Right. Okay. So uh, the question I have is, what would you like to hear tonight? I mean, what what uh, I think that there's the majority of the votes are already kind of people who know how they're voting, but there might be some who are not. So what would you like to hear tonight out of the debate? Well, what I'd like to hear is the president not interrupt Joe Biden, so Joe gets stumbles around and mumbles and makes mistakes like he always does, so that we finally get a chance to see uh, how his mental cognitive ability is. And I'd like him to answer tough questions. I'd like him to get the kind of tough questions the president gets. On the president's side, I'd like him to keep his mouth shut while Mr. Biden is speaking and respond to questions in an intelligent and thoughtful way, so that we get some kind of clear picture of the two candidates and where they stand and what they stand for. There's a special flavor of Kool-Aid that goes with those hopes, but thank you, John. Mark, we're trying to be positive. What oh, would you like to hear tonight? Uh, let's see. What would I like to hear from the president? Well, he said he, he said again yesterday that he does have a health care plan that's comprehensive and would provide affordable health care to every man, woman, and child in the United States of America. I would like to hear that uh, from Joe Biden. I'd, I'd like him to just keep doing what he's doing without an interrupted. What Joe wants to hear, Joe Biden has already done, and that's to speak succinctly about all of the important issues. Uh, he clearly has no cognitive impairment of any kind, as I had personally speculated earlier. After hearing excerpts of some of his remarks, he's done dozens of appearances and rallies and remarks and online. What are you talking about, Joe Biden? Where? 
Where's he done any rallies or appearances? Virtual rallies. He does them all the time. He hasn't been anywhere in the last four days, five days. All right. So anyway, aside from me ignoring Joe's lack of positivity there, that's what I'd like to hear, just to make sure that Joe gets an open mic to show who he is. No, I'm positive he hasn't been anywhere in the last four days. That's as positivity as I'm going to get. Noted. All right, Eric, are you happy now? Uh, what do you to want be, to hear? Uh, oh, wait a second. What okay, do you want to hear? Eric would like to hear tonight. Right. Um, I would also like to hear that the president has a health care plan and what it is. He's been asked directly about it, and he's, he's sidestepped the issue. Because really, uh, to the voters out there, I don't think he has one. Because any health care plan he come out and then have to stand behind would then impinge upon his base of the large uh, donors who he donates to. He has come out and said time and time again, I will not... Uh, I will keep the part of the Affordable Care Act, which is uh, covering pre-existing conditions. The problem is, to have a pre-existing condition even come into play, you have to have health insurance. If we take away the Affordable Care Act, as my understanding, the mandate that businesses have to cover their employees, if you have X number of employees, that goes away. So people will not have health care insurance, so there'll be nothing to have a pre-existing condition about. But you're not I really believe that's what uh, the president is trying to will put out there. And if he has a, a comprehensive health care plan and he puts out there, we'll have to stand behind it. So I don't think we'll hear about a comprehensive health care plan tonight. But you're ignoring the many millions of people who have lost their health care because they can't afford it because Obamacare did not deliver on the promise it made. Because we've already taken away the individual mandate, which means that everyone has to pay something. So, of course, the price is going to go up because we do not have everyone buying in. The only way health care insurance works, and I used to work in the industry for the Commonwealth, the only way health care insurance works if everyone pays in a little bit so we cover the well people in addition to the people who are sick. So that they're... way the well people will pay ahead, and when they get sick, they'll have coverage. If you do not have the coverage at all, then then, of course, the price is going to go up. But in the United States of America, if you don't have health insurance, you still go to the hospital, you still get covered. But someone has to end up paying that bill. But if all and these if we don't people... have health care coverage for everyone, then the government ends up having to pay that bill by giving grants and so forth to these hospitals so they don't close the doors. All right, got to stop you, too. if you have a big corporation like UPMC no. who buys okay, up the well, hospital he's still and going. then doesn't think that they need <laughs> it, done. don't close the doors, hence... Sunbury no longer has a hospital. All right. Thank you so much, Eric. Really appreciate thank the you, call. Gentlemen. Yep, Joe, thanks. We'll talk Monday. Okay. If you want to hear if you want to hear the debate tonight, it'll be on WDK OK nine PM. Liz, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in today. Hi, it's actually Liz, like with a V. Like Victor. Liv, okay, I got you. Sorry about that. I can't see. No, at no, all you're all good. I was calling in because I thought it was funny. You said something about losing friends over political opinion. Right. Yeah, uh, my aunt. She actually um, supports Biden and the rest of us support Trump. So, like, she hasn't really been um, at any of our, like, family gatherings just because she doesn't want to be there. She blocked all of us on Facebook. She's been really <laughs> bitter about the whole thing. And, you know, none of the rest of us are, like, shunning her for supporting Biden, but she shuns us for supporting Trump. So. <laughs> that's a shame. You know, I think that's yeah. very short sighted. And. You know, I don't know your aunt, but I don't have a lot of respect for her based on what you've said, because if we can't disagree, if we can't have an interchange of ideas in this country, if we all have to agree with one another and march in lockstep, this isn't a free country anymore. Well, I yeah, think, I agree. I think you I guys... Mean, I, I don't know, like, I don't know how Christmas or anything is going to go this year, but 
know. Well, Liv, I think you guys are picking on her and being unfair and harassing her. <laughs> no, actually, uh, she posted something to my timeline on Facebook, and all I said was, you know, I don't agree. Like, I'd rather you not post stuff like this to my thing. And then um, I posted something else, and I tagged her in it, and she blocked me because of it. And I just, like, you know, if you're going to dish it out, make sure you can take it back. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right, absolutely. But, um, no, we don't, like, even holidays, like, we wouldn't even bring up stuff like that because we know about her difference of opinion, but... Gotcha. Okay. Thank you so much, Liv. I appreciate that. Yeah, interesting viewpoint. Good luck. I'm sorry that your family has to go through that, you know, and I I would hope that she would come to her senses. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully. Well, maybe once the election's over, right? I was just going to say, it's a good thing Thanksgiving is after the election. It's probably planned that way intentionally. All right. Thank you so much, Liv. Appreciate the call. 1-800-795-9565. Stand by, Lance. Uh, We know you got us on speaker as you wait, so hold on. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. What's in a name? Everything. When your name stands for 100 years of quality, care, and commitment to this community. This year, switch to a Medicare plan from a name you trust. Geisinger. Geisinger Gold Medicare Advantage Plan started $0 a month, including coverage for medical, hospital, and prescriptions with most plans. With a $0 deductible, $0 preventive care, and $0 vaccines. Plus options for dental, vision, and hearing benefits. Learn more at geisingergold.com slash radio. Geisinger Gold Medicare Advantage plans give you access to our many doctors and hospitals, plus thousands more from a company founded here and dedicated here. Because where you come from and what you stand for matters. For a Medicare Advantage plan you can count on in uncertain times, switch to Geisinger. Visit GeisingerGold.com slash radio to learn more today. Geisinger Gold Medicare Advantage plans are HMO and PPO plans with a Medicare contract. Enrollment in Geisinger Gold Medicare Advantage plans depends on contract renewal. In this election, the health and financial security of voters over 50 are on the line. That's why AARP Pennsylvania is fighting for your voice to be heard. If you haven't voted yet, now is the time to learn about your voting options and cast your ballot. We're working to make sure you can vote safely whether you choose to vote from home or in person. And if you choose to vote by mail, make sure you return your ballot using both envelopes. Your ballot goes in the smaller envelope for secrecy, and that goes into the larger envelope for mailing. Also, don't forget to sign the voter declaration on the back. Your voice matters. Make sure it's heard. 
Go to aarp.org slash pavotes to learn about your voting options and how to vote safely this election. Visit aarp.org slash pavotes today. Paid for by AARP. All right, we're going back on the radio here. Upper right-hand corner, if you would, Joe, and then Says, i got to do the car commercial. I'm sure Obama does not like going out doing this for Biden, so let's see. So let's see. 280 cars, five people in a car. That adds up to about 1,400 people. We're talking about Obama, America's most loved president. That's the best he can draw? one <laughs> 800 I think they're interested in, more interested in safety than they are with packing the hall. Okay. All right, one 800 We invite you to do what I have done. That's go to sunburymotors.com. I got my body work yesterday. I got aligned. I got... Well, if new, you did that, I better see if you can get your money back because they failed miserably. I got one new spark plug, <laughs> and I got pumped up with Looks nitrogen. like the same body you had yesterday to me. Not me, personally. Oh, the, not you personally. The truck. Okay. Oh, fool. all right. <laughs> but you can do exactly what I did. Let's go to the quick lane yesterday. they got a parts department that has absolutely everything any Ford would ever need, or a Hyundai, or a Kia, or a Lincoln. Uh, they will do all kinds of service there. Like I said, they can get you a line. They can do your inspection. Joe, you can go over there, and they can inspect you. Uh, they can <laughs> pump you up with nitrogen. Uh, they can repaint you so that you look absolutely fabulous. And uh, you got three <laughs> days, so that'll give three days for the paint yeah, to dry. I need a paint job. <laughs> Motors.com is where you can line yourself up with a quick lane. Seriously, though, when it comes to vehicles, you cannot be super served to more than you will be at the Sunbury Motor Company, and you can join the literally hundreds of thousands of happy customers who've been to the Sunbury Motor Company. Uh, Lance, thanks for waiting through the break. Good morning. You're on the mark. Hey there. Why? Uh, Governor Wolf isn't an idiot. You know, I mean, he's just a spoiled brat baby boomer that's overwhelmed by his job and out of his depth. Wow. Okay. Don't hold back. Well, Tell that us what you think. That wouldn't fit on the pa- <laughs> Facebook icon. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, uh, fires here in California. Um, two weeks ago on Friday, and I was looking, I can't find it, on it. Um, on the front page of the journal, there was a photograph of a burned-out fire station with the uh, volunteer firemen standing in front of it. It had the old fire truck, you know, what was left of it, and the walls, and you could tell what it was. And also, the uh, it was like 200 homes that were in that small town that burned. Now, these firemen had petitioned for like two and a half years to California, the powers that be, to uh, clean out all the uh, brush around the town, and they just... Oh, like a week before the fire started, they gave them the permission, the permission to do that. Now, I think it's just a little crazy. And their uh, obsession with contiguous forests, the Canadians are not. They have fire lanes around all the, you know, I don't know how many sections they do it. So the most that they could probably lose is uh, like 650 acres at any one time. And they won't do that there on account they say there's, well, there was a rat, as a matter of fact. It was some kind of endangered thing, Vietnamese, something or another. And a fellow had uh, put a perimeter around his house so that the fires, you know, couldn't uh, only burn so far. And uh, he was, uh, well, this is like about 10 years ago, and we were talking about it. And he was fined a whole lot of money for doing that. 
so that you know kind of the rats can't move through. So California is really uh, really crazy when it comes to their uh, forest management. Okay. Getting what they're doing. Well, remember the, the spotted owl. You see, that shut down a tremendous amount of uh, timbering that was going on on public lands in uh, Washington and Oregon. Well, that uh, ruined the rural economies up there. People were uh, you know, out of work and everything, all because of the spotted owl. Well, then I have a picture of a. You ever see the the, the K on the K mark? You know the V would be in the K like and they they have a telephoto lens and there is a spotted owl nest they said they could <laughs> only nest in you know uh, old growth forests and because of that there was a tremendous amount of uh, you know unemployment that went on up there several billions of board feet so they missed the boat there. Okay, so in your view, climate science is is uh, ir- is wrong here, and uh, the prolonged droughts that we enjoy now because of the warmer planet did not contribute to the fires. Yes or no? Well, yeah, droughts certainly contribute to the fires, but once they start, you see, All right. they don't have a way to manage it. Because of their obsession with contiguous forests. Gotcha. All right. Thank you so much, Lance. Appreciate the update. Thank you so much for all that information. 1-800-795-9565, the open phone. Uh, Joe, the text starts out with the word health insurance. Right. So health insurance costs went up after Obamacare was passed when we were promised the costs would go down. And it did this with the individual mandate. So why did Obama lie to us? I don't know. Maybe Chris could tell us. Chris, why did Obama lie to us on health insurance? I don't know that he did, but in any case, uh, I've been waiting for the Republican plan for for health insurance since uh, since 2008. Uh, They've been promising it in two weeks ever since then. You know the old political adage, and I agree with you on this, Chris, the old political <laughs> adage is you can't fight nothing or something with nothing, and that's what the Republicans have been trying to do. They say Obamacare is bad, but they haven't offered us an alternative yeah, that we can live with. Uh, it's been since 2008 since they've been promising their health care plan uh-huh. any any day now. Well, and this I agree with you completely. Yep. And that, that announcement last night, the National Security Agency, Radcliffe, who's kind of a, I'd have to say, a Trump toady, <laughs> which having somebody like that in the position of National Intelligence Director is is uh, is really a bad idea, just like firing everybody who disagrees with you. It's certainly a right of the president, but whether he should be doing it or not is a completely different question, which it didn't answer. <laughs> but the, the guy comes out with, with uh, Director Ray of the FBI behind him and people from the Justice Department, and Ray, when he speaks, adds absolutely nothing, doesn't say anything of substance at all. And Radcliffe is the only other one who spoke, so the rest were just show dressing for what could have been a press release. Do it at 7.30 at night, make a show of it. And they, uh, they don't even describe the email that they're talking about in it. 
They specifically name Iran and Russia, but they don't really say anything that Russia's done. And they are very elaborate about the, they're very uh, uh, firm in naming the, the, what was supposed to hurt Trump. And now, so what's I, can, I admit you can take that, what the email was, either way. Uh, but in either case, you know, it, it was so uh, obviously weird that I don't know which way you're really supposed to take it because they, Iran's certainly more competent than, than uh, being obvious about what they're doing. And apparently in the, in the private discussion with, with senators, briefing with senators, with Congress about, about this situation, they emphasized that it was just trying to, its major purpose was to sow so doubt about the election and the fairness and the accuracy of the election. Chris, and you got a minute left. Apparently, push the Wrap Trump, up. Hurting, hurting the Trump thing. Chris, well, you got a minute a left. Stage managed thing. It was like the. It was. It was. You, you can only. You can only mention uh, Russian interference if you have a counterbalance. The last time they did it, it was oh China is for Russia. Uh, China is for Biden, but. Russia is for for Trump. That they mentioned it in that context, but of course, all China did is one of them publicly said uh, they 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 like they like uh, they like uh, Biden, but they didn't weren't doing anything active to support him. All right, we got to take another call, Chris. It, it, just so another ten it's, second it's remark. Politicization of the department that he does consistently and that he was impeached for that is harmful to the United States government. And I think Joe knows that. He just never <laughs> talks about it. All right. Thank you so Bye. much, Chris. We really appreciate it. There again, the you know, Than always calls in and says, you're always saying what we people on the left think. Didn't Chris just tell me what I think? All right. We do. Jordy, stand by. You are next. Hold on. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. We will go right to Jordy, who's been waiting patiently. Jordy, you're on the Mark. Hello. Jordy knows. Good morning. A, Jordy Good morning. knows one four-letter word, so I bet he said it in the last 15 minutes. So, but anyway, thank you. <laughs> well, so I did, uh, and I said it because Joe stole my joke about you and, and body work. Uh, so I, I guess I guess great humorous minds do think alike. Um, yeah. So um, beautiful morning. I'm. I'm walking my dog right here at St. George's, the boat ramp, uh, looking at the river. Um, and um, anyway, so I just, you know, it's a it's a anxious time for everybody, so I just thought it's important that we have some positive spirit. But um, 
You know, um, Joe, I, I, I was, um, I mean, I'm curious what you said about um, Biden mumbling and having cognitive issues. I sincerely did not know that the man had overcome a stuttering issue until the convention. And I, I saw the Braden, I think his name, the, the young, the, the boy that um, also stutters and they, they brought on. So I think as a decent person, you got to acknowledge, Joe, right, that some amount of his verbal miscues might be because he's overcome stuttering or he still has a stuttering issue. There's I mean, a difference. No, I wouldn't. There's a difference between stuttering and uh, the ability not to be able to articulate your ideas. I can st- okay. I could stutter and I still could make a cogent point, and I don't think he can well, do that. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, you know, um, <laughs> sure. I mean, I would... Um, you know, I think you can hold up any transcript or full video of Trump at one of his super spreader events that he calls rallies and compare that to Biden in the same period of time. Um, and if you show this to somebody who's not an American, who's fluent in English, they could tell you right away who's making more cogent points. But let's talk about one specific instance. Trump retweeted a QAnon uh, 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 post on, on his Twitter thread. Uh, I'm going to assume you knew about that. Um, Joe, do you think that there's anything to QAnon? I, I'm not really that familiar with it. It seems like an idiotic group to me, but that's, you know, I'd be we agree un- on that. It's, I, I'm it's, unfairly it's characterizing them. It's a, it's a, it started as a viral uh, prank that has grown a group around it, like a, the way a, a pier would have barnacles grow and then the wood disappears. But anyway, so you're saying that Trump has more cognitive ability than Biden. And so he retweets this. So which is it? Well, but he, there's a difference, Jordy, between, he, between... No, 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 let me finish. Let okay. me finish. Let me finish. Do you think that Trump is... So lacking in moral character that he would retweet a crazy conspiracy theory, or is he so dumb he doesn't understand what it is? Because it's one or the other. I don't think it's one or the other. I think it could be something that he he puts out there, as he says he does, just to put it out there. This is a country of ideas and ideals. We are free to discuss a lot of things. Some of them make sense. Some of them don't. I don't fault him for that. I wouldn't fault Biden for it. I could put out a tweet saying that Joe McGranahan has Satan's horns, that it's an idea we could discuss. I shouldn't. <laughs> well, I thought I had them covered, but if you insist on bringing me out, I guess I'll have to acknowledge it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just, you know, for somebody who seems fairly reasonable, you say the most bonkers stuff defending Trump. It's just an idea. He is the president of the United States. What difference does that make? He has a right to speech? To retweet crazy conspiracy theories that led people to thinking there were pedophiles hanging out in a pizza shop in Washington where somebody went and shot it up. Well, that was year, that wasn't gotta, that wasn't you recently. You got to take some responsibility. That there. wasn't QAnon, and, and that wasn't recently. That was hanging around for a long time before President Trump was, even came on the scene. It was. It, it, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, do yourself and your listeners the, the favor of having um, as much integrity as you expect of other people. Well, I think that's a that's a uh, question of semantics. What, how do you define integrity? Someone who agrees with you and always believes that no. you're speaking the truth, because no. apparently, I'll if you if, you dis- if I did, no, let me Joe finish. Biden let me let me fin- let me finish. Let me finish. He asked me. Did. You asked me, Jordy. You asked me to let you finish. Let me finish. I think that this is a country where we are free to express the wildest ideas possible, and and we are free to. I mean, Christopher Columbus thought the world was round. That was a radical idea that they'd have shut him up, we'd still be waiting for it to fall off the edge of the earth. You know, crazy ideas sometimes spark really prominent ideas down the road. Okay, Jordy, now you're back on. Um, sure. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. 
right. You well, just keep defending that Trump can just put out any old idea because he's the innovator in chief. Well, we've, sus um, we've totally <laughs> suspended. He's a man who bragged, bragged that he passed a test. And he thought he was such a genius because it's the test, <laughs> the one in July, that's just about whether or not you can go home because you bonked your head. So, <laughs> you know, the voters will decide who has more cognitive capacity. I, I think they will. And, and I think and the thing that bothers me more about Joe Biden, the thing that bothers me about Joe Biden is that the media has given him an absolute pass. Nobody has asked him tough questions. He comes out and reporters get a shot at him. They ask him what flavor milkshake he bought. Whether you like Trump or hate him, every day he meets with a hostile media and he talks to them. He answers their questions. I'd like to see he Joe Biden do the, the same thing. Every day. That's he does every day. Um, he takes questions every day. He hasn't had a real press conference for weeks and weeks and weeks. When was the last time um, Joe Biden had one? Uh, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> but you know the president has one hasn't had one in weeks and weeks and weeks. But you don't know how where your candidate stands on that. This is a president whose mental capacity is so great he minimized a risk of a global pandemic because he was worried about panicking people, wouldn't follow the advice of his own medical and science advisors, and then had super spreader events at the White House and at his rallies, getting himself, his wife, and his, his son sick. So, you know... And 30 other point. people. All right, thank you so much, Jordy. I appreciate yep. you listening and calling in. Uh, it's. I hope your dog's doing okay there by the water. <laughs> Everybody's fine. That's a nice <laughs> place you. to be this yeah, time Yeah, it of is. Day, Beautiful time sure. of day. Be We're not going to get too many more nice days like this. Thank you, Jordy. Thank Thanks you, Jordy. for checking in. Call one, again. 1-800-795-9565. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, missed, right. messed me up. Uh, All right, here we go. This, right. this. And the, Chris Those of, two go together. Chris, of course China is for Biden. They've been lining his pockets for years. Chris, Trump was impeached for the things Biden was doing in the Ukraine to, uh, where do we go right from here? here. To, right oh, here. to give Joey Biden cover. Okay. <laughs> All right, down here. Uh, the Trump administration at the border has misplaced over 500 children from their parents. People call him a savior. Savior of what? Suffering? Right, Signed Bob. Here, right here. And laughing out loud, the left trying to quash a loose organization such as QAnon is amusing. They have no problem with Antifa, but people that an believe that Antifa is pedo believe that pedophilia is bad are corrupt and foolish. Makes one think what people are thinking when they defend or deny Antifa exists. Yeah, that's interesting. Everybody believes QAnon is a really hardcore organization, but Antifa is just an idea. <laughs> uh, neither of those statements are true. But anyway. Well, who was it who said Antifa was Everybody an idea? doesn't think anything about Q Mr. Biden. QAnon. Everybody doesn't think anything about Antifa. There's a wide range of opinions across the board on all of these uh, ideas and groups and opinions and uh, et cetera. My right, point one, exactly. One more text and then to the... Okay. Radcliffe made a show, Chris. The Democrats are forever putting on useless shows. The kneeling in the Capitol with uh, kente cloths was a perfect example of a nothing show. And now I understand they're going to put cardboard cutouts of themselves in the hearing room for the uh, Senate uh, Judiciary Committee instead of showing up to actually vote. Just like baseball. <laughs> All right. 1-800-795-9565. Bobby, you are on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Um, good, uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, as far as climate change goes, um, of course, the laws of physics say that water heats and cools slower than land, and I think it has a lot to do with where you're at and how the temperature changes 
you know, for the most part, of course, the ocean, uh, at least the Atlantic Ocean water doesn't uh, warm up till like September or October. And of course, then the weather systems along the coast, uh, I'm going to say, affect the weather there. And of course, here, of course, along the Susquehanna Valley, and I've seen it with my own eyes over the years, that uh, it could be sunny up in the mountains, so to speak. And then looking down in the valley, the uh, clouds or the fog holds everything in until the sun burns off everything. So that's uh, uh, one thing that uh, would, uh, I'm going to say, affect the temperature uh, for those trying to figure out climate change. All right. We got you. All right. Thank you so much, Bobby. Appreciate the call. Uh, Let's see. Last caller before a quickie break, Cody from Mifflinburg, PA. Good morning. You're on the mark. Yeah, thank you. I just want to talk about the uh, virus. How many people are dying from it? He says an epidemic. Uh, I have a question. Do you know diabetes epidemic? How many people die from high blood sugar every year? Oh my gosh, millions in the U.S. Three point three point two million. And how come the government and stuff isn't, you know, trying to do something about that? And well, then the cost of insulin has gone up dramatically under Obamacare. That's something to be concerned about. Well, and I, I think part of the dilemma is that people make their own choices. As you know, we're seeing so much pushback against, you know, sort of Governor Wolf's ideas because the people don't want to be told what to do. Uh, some diabetes is brought on by obesity and poor diet. People choose to do that, but people aren't choosing to get the coronavirus. So, uh, but but they want to be able to. I, I think they're probably the same. I think. Are you we, saying diabetes is a choice? I think for some people, obesity and a lack of proper diet contributes to their diabetes. I don't think people just say, okay, I'm, I'm opting to choose diabetes today. So that's that's a factor in your answer. But you're right. People have freedom to do what they wish, and, and that's what a lot of people want is more freedom to be able to decide if they want to go to restaurants or stores and get the disease or not. But uh, there's a Harvard... Uh Research uh, Harvard scientists had a back in 1965. The Sugar Research Foundation paid uh, three Harvard scientists money to prove that sugar was harmless and point the blame to saturated fat. Huh. It's coming out now, 50 years ago. Well, that's not right. Found out they found out things about that. So you know, we were misled there by scientists. Okay. Are we being misled by cover, scientists? Are we being misled by scientists now in the pandemic? Pandemic? No. That's that's uh, that, <laughs> you can see it's bad. I mean, it's it's a bug or whatever you all call it. It's, it's a virus. Right. But uh, you know, and then there's diabetes, and you know nobody talks about it or anything. How many people is killing? Three point two million, and the, and the virus is killed. Sure, two hundred thousand, but still. And by the end, they're blaming Trump for it. I don't. I don't agree with that. You don't agree with that aspect of it. I no, got you. No, I don't agree okay. with that. All right. Agree with you. Okay. Could President Trump have done anything more that you know of, anyway? Well, what would, what would Biden and them do any different? Well, That's what <laughs> I don't understand. They say they had. They say they would have done something different, but what would you have done if you don't know anything about it? I don't know, but if, if Joe Biden as president had encouraged or even somehow mandated that businesses and people shut down and, and shelter in place, we'd have had a revolution. Because we only had 50% shutdowns as it was, and people had a connection. Well, look at what President Obama said in his little talk last night, that he had a pandemic plan. It was all laid out for him. Yet he didn't bother to mention what the president did that wouldn't have been fit, wouldn't have fit with that plan. 
So if he had a plan that was going to solve this problem, you think he would have pointed out the specific differences between that plan and what the president did, and he didn't. All right. Thank you so much, Cody. Thanks for yeah, calling one, in one today. One more statement. Okay. Uh, and, uh, Trump did shut it down in January from, from over in China. I mean... And he was called he xenophobic. Got, he got talked about from doing that. I mean... What can they, you know? What else can the guy do? And they called him xenophobic again. Correct. Thank now, you. Uh, wait, Thank Cody. You. you said three million people have diabetes, right? No, three million people die every year from high blood sugar. Oh, okay, WebMD says it's eighty thousand people in the U.S. die annually from diabetes. One of our good listeners. How about the world? Yeah, well, I got it from the bottom line uh, editor from the bottom line. That's where I got my information. Oh, globally. Okay, we might maybe that's the difference. Yeah, then. I think okay. that's the difference. Three million in the U.S. or three million in the world and uh, eighty thousand in the U.S. I got you. So while in the U.S. diabetes is nothing compared to coronavirus, coronavirus I believe is the second or third leading cause of death in the U.S. right now. All right, thank you, Cody. Thanks for checking in. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five is the open line. We'll take at least one caller. Plus, we got texts and emails scattered all over the screen. We'll be right back. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Christopher Cross. I think it is. Okay, yes. This will be back in the 1980s. Uh, let's see. Oh, well, we've got so many emails here and texts. Uh, one, one thing for sure, guys, if Biden wins the presidency and Trump loses, you're really going to have to find something to talk about. I don't think many people are going to turn into any media, tune into any media anymore, I think is what you meant. Well, we've had quiet times, and we still have stuff to talk oh, about. Oh, well, lots of Plus, stuff. Plus, sometimes Joe just makes things up, and that kind of helps us. <laughs> yes, I heard on the news that they lost the children, or they lost the parents. I guess this is in reference to that discussion. Uh, discussion we had about the border. What parent would let their child somewhere and not go hunting for them? Think about that question and that statement. That's a good point. <laughs> I, no, no, that's not exactly what's happening there, but anyway. And then, hey guys, I like to ask my ongoing question that so far nobody really gave a good answer to. So far, the answers I've gotten are Dr. Fauci, the Pope, and people themselves. Here's the question. Who or what agency is going to be able to tell us to take off our masks and that it's all safe and, and we can all do what what we want to do, and again, thank you, uh, your audience out there in On the Mark land. Well, I don't think there is anybody who's actually going to tell us at some point that we can um, go back to the way we were. I like the Pope, though. That would, I would accept that. Cindy, you would, would you? <laughs> Cindy, you're on the mark. You got a minute. Okay, I'll be quick. President Obama did lie about, and all of his associates uh, did lie about Obamacare. Um, and one of the pointed things, and it, I mean, they declared this the national lie of the year, for heaven's sake. 
One of the points is that they, this misdirection game they play, they say, well, if we put them on Medicaid, for example, health care for poor people, then they give you the illusion you're not paying for it. Who do you think pays for Medicare for poor people? The taxpayers. You do. So whether you're paying it because they went to the hospital and got care, or you're paying for it because you're getting it billed to you in your taxes, you're paying for it one way or the other. And Dr. Gruber, one of the architects that uh, Obama hired to build this whole plan, acknowledged that it was a big fat lie because they didn't think people would agree <laughs> to giving millions and millions of people free health insurance through the taxpayers. Pennsylvania, 700,000 people have gotten free health insurance that you're paying for, not them. Thank That's you. funny. I, 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 That's I, I can see him at a congressional hearing saying, uh, Dr. Gruber, where was the money to come from? Oh, that was a big fat lie. <laughs> it was. I got, no, I, I acknowledge that. I think you're right. Right up there with you. Like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. And if exactly. you like your health care plan, you can keep your health care plan. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, the trouble Thanks. with... The trouble with, with uh, ultra-significant contemporary quotes is that when they're flat-out wrong, <laughs> it really stands out. You look right. pretty dumb. We'll start airing the corrections tomorrow on WKOK's On The Mark. Don't forget the debates on the radio tonight at 9 p.m. Enjoy your retirement length and weekend. Thank you. This is WKOK Sunbury.